Hosts Elle and Miriam are two Black homeschooling moms embarking on a self-defining journey. Listen in on conversations that will encourage you to be your authentic self while uplifting your spirit and motivating your inherent potential. They're defining what culture is for their families and want you to do the same. Bring your children along too so they can meet the cleverly cultured kids. They're all for teaching the babies while they're young, adapting to the challenges of parenting, homeschooling, and being willing to learn the lessons that the children have to offer. It's all about uplifting one another and reclaiming your innate greatness. Welcome back to episode 85 of the Cleverly Changing Podcast. We have been on this journey since 2019, sharing information with parents about education and really helping to provide support for those who homeschool, unschool, or just supplement their children's education. So this episode is unique because the full show is dedicated to listening to our children. So if you have cleverly cultured kids, they are free to tune in to listen to our children as they tell them how the school year went for them. We also wanted to share with you a few things that you can explore further with your kids. And today's question is, can you guess how many children are currently living in Africa as of 2022? Hmm. If you guessed over 400 million children, then you are absolutely correct. There are millions of children who are currently living on the continent of Africa and the number is rising. Today's African proverb is, one does not weigh the head down with a load that belongs to the belly, and that is a Yoruba proverb. It's now time for the word of the episode. Today's word of the episode is brought to you by Yoruba Land. Oni. Oni. Oni means today in Yoruba. another Cleverly Changing podcast. We are so happy. This is one of our Cleverly Cultured Kids segment and it's been so long. So hi kids, how are you? Good. All right. All Let's right. tell everybody who we have here, please. Amira. Maya. Mount Miriam's daughter. <laughs> Layla. Okay, so we have the three oldest girls out of our group, Layla, Amira, and Maya today. And we just wanted to give them the opportunity to share with you all their experience for this school year. So ladies, um, let's see, Maya, you go first. Um, How about you tell us your thoughts and feelings on the school year? Um, well, it was fine overall. It was like my first year in school because I was homeschooled my entire life. And it was very weird, very interesting. Um, we, we were gone for like two months because like most of the children in our, most of the children in middle school got COVID Mm. And yeah. Oh, 
So what was so weird about it? Well, it was a new environment. Um, we had grades, you know, stuff like that. All right. So Amara, can you tell everybody about your experience? Okay. So it was weird, but it wasn't weird because see, I was in traditional school for like five years and then I went homeschool until the very end of eighth grade. So um, when I, before I went back, I was in uh, um, a co-op and it was, it's like regular school, but like not every day. So by the time I had gotten into the traditional public school, it was nothing had really changed except I was going to school every day and I had more homework. Homework. So it was it was a lot of homework. Yes. All right, Layla, can you chime in and tell everybody about your experience? My head was hurting so much. The kids are so loud. I had never seen so many kids in one place. I'm really used to like having only like one or two people in a classroom. And this time we had 13 kids and they all talked over each other and the teachers all the time. And it's not fun. Cause like, I can barely hear the lesson sometimes, but um, I mean, I, I it's school. I don't love it. Oh, well, here's the million dollar question. The million dollar question is, do you want to go back home? Yeah. Or do you want to stay where you are? Yes. Do not, do not send me back. <laughs> I want to be homeschooled. I don't want to go to this building and have to sit there for eight hours oh, every I day. Like, I like it. I like it here. I'm sorry, baby. Also, there's yeah, so homework. the homework is the is bad. And then the kids. Okay, so let me ask, have you found yourself that you've made a lot of new friends that you really enjoy seeing every day or it's not a fair trade um I, like I have, I have like I have like a good amount of friends and like 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 they my homies yeah uh I don't I don't really think that like I have like two three friends that I actually like like out of the 13 people there are three people that I actually like uh, um I don't think it's a good trade-off because I'm not gonna know these people for the rest of my life because yeah um I have like maybe one person that I actually talk to on a regular basis but like I mean I talk to all my classmates because the class size is so small I have to are you going to miss them? I mean, the last day of school, I sure was feeling like I miss them. But right now, I am not feeling that. I am enjoying my, my like, three months of rest and relaxation. <laughs> okay, I'm, okay, there's, like, a couple people that I'm going to miss. But it's okay, because I can still talk to them. That's a good point. You've, you've exchanged information so you can keep in touch. So even though there's a summer break coming up for you, there is still opportunity to connect with your friends. And I think, do you are you glad for the social opportunities that being in school provides? I say yes, because before I was really bored and I had nothing to do. So I, I would just like do nothing, but now, I have stuff to do because like I have people to talk to like stuff to do so yeah I find this boredom comment a little offensive and I'm going to tell you why little lady when I give you things to do you don't want to do it <laughs> when I give Your you things to complain and act a so you got some nerve but you'll take some stranger you'll take Miss L's crap 
<laughs> because I, because what happens in the fairy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, see that's that's what it is. You're 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 enjoying the drama. It seems because mommy yeah. come with drama. Mommy don't want that. <laughs> That's our kids for you. (laughs) Rael is about to get kicked out, (laughs) y'all. Okay, so um, my question now, this is for you, Elle. You letting somebody come back home? We're going to talk about it, huh? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I think it's a good experience. And I think um, during... During the school what? year, what? there is more desire to go to school than we're hearing right now. And so, so I think everything works out. Okay. Well, I also have Rael here. She's stop. She's decided she wants to join the Cleverly Cultured Kids this afternoon. So I'm going to ask Rael a question. Seeing your big sister leaving the house and coming back on the bus and telling us all the tales of the public school building. Do you think you want to do the same thing or would you rather stay with me? Okay, see, this is the kind of stuff that gets you kicked out. Why are you doing that? Come on. That was my I just want to say she loves me being gone and she knows it, but she won't admit it. <laughs> You said she loves you being gone, mm-hmm. but she won't admit it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Look at her, look at her, look at her. <laughs> so, so for those of you who are listening, you cannot see this, but Rael is in the background nodding her head and smiling really big, and she's nodding her head yes. Emphatically. <laughs> <laughs> so it is hilarious. But Rael, I have a question for you. When your sister goes off to school, do you ever, did you ever want to go with her? Um, are you going to answer or are you going to continue making a face? You have to speak words, dear. No. Okay. No. Yeah, she, she can't come with me. She, she can't come with me. We fight too much. Yeah, the, the girls have... <laughs> have a dress code we physically oh, said, fight especially if they have a dress code she just said okay she you was, don't have to worry about the dress code i do well you know i don't know do they let the children wear their clothes inside out or backwards if they want to because you know that's her jam would, but yeah they probably do. <laughs> so i have a question about that so your school doesn't does it wear do you guys wear uniforms do the students wear uniforms or you get to wear what you want just it falls under a certain dress code free dress we got free dress but there are requirements like like um you can't have your midriff out and it's like this like like i guess shorts has to be a certain length and you can't have spaghetti straps which is so stupid i think but it's like there's a dress code but we don't have uniforms so well i know that the twins you ladies have uniforms how how's that going for you do you feel robbed of your sense of identity or choice there or would you are you fine with it i mean like, I don't want to have to pick out what to wear every day. And if laundry day comes and I'm out here looking wildin', I would not want that to be something that people see. However, our uniform is um, very ugly and I do not like it. So, you know. I don't like wearing a skirt every single day. It's so annoying. Like, they I let us wear around. pants in the winter. So do they like, really? No, they do don't. They, let you oh, no. they do. Oh my gosh. Stop lying. Do we get to wear pants or leggings underneath the skirts? Because I know that's what we used to do. We used to put on leggings underneath our skirts and shorts underneath our skirts. I mean, like, I haven't checked, but I do that. I'm not sure if that's, like, against the rules, but it was winter, so I didn't care. Yeah, girl, because it's cold out here. Mm -hmm. That part. But (laughs) 
raining out here today. Mommy doesn't like to follow the rules, so I shouldn't either because if mommy doesn't have to follow the rules, that means I don't have to follow the rules because I'm mommy's daughter. No, no, hold on. Look, this is the deal with that. I don't have a, I don't even know how to say what I'm saying. You don't need to try to be me. You need to try to be you. That's what I want for you. Now, I am just um, a question asker, rebellious, stubborn by nature kind of person. And so, yes, I, I do have a hard time following rules that I don't like or that I disagree with. However, if that is not in your spirit to do, then I would not encourage someone to do that because that means you would just be being contrary for the sake of being contrary, doing the opposite just because somebody said something. And that's not, I don't want that for y'all. I mean, if you're hard-headed, you're hard-headed. You, know, you already know who's hard-headed in this house. But, <laughs> but, you know, don't force something that's not part of you. I mean, mommy, I'm not faking that. Cause, cause you know what happened from weeks back. Like when I first got back to school, yeah, that was such a fun time. It's so much fun, right, mommy? Mm. Hmm. Hint, hint, sarcasm. Hint, hint. So much fun, she says. Okay. Well, let's get into the teachers how are we enjoying the instruction that's being passed around let's not all speak at once now i just want to say i don't want to go first because i have a lot <laughs> okay i am speaking um to be honest i feel like my teachers were the best part of that school they were so nice. I love them all. I think when I was crying at the last day of school, I was crying for them teachers. Those children, kind of wildin', I don't know. But the teachers, best part of the school. I really liked what they taught me. They were really nice. Um, our homeroom teacher made haystacks like every week and you know, they were great. So, yeah. So, so we have to explain what haystacks are. We do? <laughs> Yes, we yes. do. Wait, people don't know what haystacks are. No, any culture person should know what a haystack is. People don't know what haystacks are? That's just sad. They do what? not. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, because what world are we living no, in? What? What? Okay, what? lots of people don't know what a haystack is. That. So I'm going to make it really simple. This is how I explain a haystack to people. It's basically a taco salad. There you go. I agree. Yes. Other people call it a taco salad. <laughs> right. You got <laughs> chips. That's supposed to be the hay. And then you've got all your fixings, chili, um, whatever your, your chili choice is. Jelly. Chili. C-H-I-O. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have people, you know, some folk like to put ranch dressing or sour cream, cheese, lettuce, tomatoes, onions, oh, peppers. Not- Spicy pickled peppers, kimchi, uh, um, radishes. I mean, whatever floats your boat. You kind of toss it all on top there. So you built the little mound of the haystack on top of the chips. And it's great. Mm-hmm. So in the show notes, we will share a recipe to haystack so that you guys can try our taco salad, which is something that Maya just mentioned. And she really likes the taco salad. Why? Why? It's just to try something new. You know, people need food recommendations out here. People need, people, people be, be struggling. They need some, some recommendations. All right. Did you want to be next, Amira, with uh, what you thought about the instructors? Okay. So basically, I have like four or five teachers. So first mod, we're going to call her Miss S. We love her. 
she gave me a candy bar because I got all A's and I got A's on her class. So she gave me a candy bar. I love her. And then um, my second mom teacher, I don't like her, but I don't dislike her. Like she, she gives a lot of work and I don't, I don't really like that, but like she gives us free time if we finish all the work. So, hey, and then um, uh, my first third mom teacher, we'll call him Mr. M. Uh, he's cool. He's Spanish. He's like he's he's a Spanish teacher. He's cool. I don't really have a I don't really have a great in his class right now, but that's not the point. Um, uh, my other third mom teacher, we like him. He's cool. He's cool. And then my first fourth mom teacher, we don't like him anymore. He was cool for like the first for like the first week, but we don't like him anymore. And then uh, my other fourth mom teacher, we love her. She's everything. We love her. And then my fifth small teacher, she got to go. She messed up twice. She got to go. She yelled at us for no reason. She got to go. So that was pretty even. Half you like and half they have to go. <laughs> so they got to okay. go. <laughs> all right. All right. What, what subject for you is um, your favorite among the teachers you just mentioned that you like? Which subject is your favorite? Uh, I think I must say, I don't have a favorite. Well, okay, I have a favorite teacher, which is my first mom, but the rest, I don't, I don't really have a favorite teacher. You don't have a favorite a subject? Favorite subject and not- Yeah, subject, sorry, subject, subject. Okay. I'm a subject. Okay, okay. All right, Layla, we want to hear from you. How did you like your teachers? They're all right. I mean, they're nice. Okay, I guess that's all you're going to share. Right, I'm like, don't get too descriptive now. Okay, cool. Uh <laughs> okay, all right. Layla, did you have a favorite subject? Uh, I want to say art, but like we only had it like a little bit and it actually wasn't that fun. No. So you, so here's the thing, you really like art on your own, but taking an art class at school wasn't quite the same what what made it different because yes you take art at school but you also take a art class on out school so um can you kind of compare the two classes and tell us um which one you liked and kind of what made the difference so i liked the out school class a lot better because we weren't just drawing like abstract interpretive art like we like we were doing in the um one at school also the one at school like it was so it was kind of whack like the due dates were never were, were not always clear like you would get points deducted if you turned it in a little too late like even a few minutes well probably not a few minutes i'm probably exaggerating but like we did a lot more of like type of art stuff that i don't find fun so i didn't like it and why did you like the out school class because we, because we didn't just draw like interpretive, like optical illusions and just random stuff. Like we actually draw prompt. We have prompts and we have to, we like we draw characters and stuff. And like it's more you're actually learning art rather than you're being taught like a subject of art. Because in the art class, like we would be taught, oh, this is shape, this is color, this is that, this is that. But in the um, one on our school, we would actually be putting all that stuff into practice after being taught it. So you you like the character, you like character um, drawing, you like characterization. And so you were given an opportunity to do that on your own in the out school class. But in class, you were kind of learning the theory and the why behind it. And those were more formal lessons. And so do you think that's why you didn't like it?
Yeah. Okay. All right. So Miriam, do you have another question for them? I did, but I keep getting interrupted and now I can't remember. So hold on just a moment and um, let me see what I While want. you're oh, thinking. I oh, I was going to say Maya didn't tell us what her favorite subject was. Oh, um, I like art, but basically for all the reasons that Leigh did not like it for. Um, I, I need to learn art fundamentals, and so I'm fine if that's what I get taught. Um, our teacher was very reasonable in my opinion. Everyone else disagreed with me, but you know, she had like a syllabus. There were specific due date times that were like almost always the same. However, like maybe the second quarter, by the second quarter, she switched from doing traditional art to digital in Canva. And to be honest, I like Canva art better because the, the traditional art I like nearly every assignment I turned in late, but that's not the point. Uh, but I like her class. I think that's funny. So from, oh, sorry. <laughs> from a parental side, I think it's funny because Layla did turn her work in on time and she got good grades on it. Maya liked the class, but turned her work in um, late most of the time. But I, <laughs> I, I, I do think um, when when Maya was doing her work for art, she was really thinking hard about it. And it was, she was kind of overthinking it, which is why she turned it in late. Whereas Layla was like, I'm trying to get this done so I can say it's done. And so I think they were approaching it in two different ways. So just from a parental standpoint, I wanted to share that, even though one is like, oh, I really like that. It doesn't necessarily mean that she was the one turning it in first, Whereas Layla was turning it in first just to get it over with. And I and I think that's interesting because they both really like art, but they like art. And they like different types of art. So mm -hmm. um, go ahead and ask your question, Miriam. So in the whole art vein, I just want to say digital art. Oh my goodness, that's so much fun, right? Canva, hey. Canva hey. is so much fun. Indeed. Ooh. So Amira, you yeah. were doing art this year is this school year as well but this was part of the co-op can you give a, was that would you say that maybe that might have been your favorite although you don't have a favorite in the traditional school building but i do remember you being all smiles about that one um the the art for the co-op best thing ever i still have things from them because it was so much fun and i would do it again but I'm busy, so I can't do that anymore. But yes, I would say out of the homeschool category, art was my favorite. Okay, let me ask this question. Would you ladies like to do anything specific this summer in the, in, yes, in the academic vein? Or is this going to be just downtime to explore your own interests and do what makes you feel good. I just want to say I'm leaving this summer and I'm not coming back. Say what now, huh? huh? <laughs> I'm going to talk about that later. I don't know what you're talking about. You making plans without me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Most> definitely. <laughs> no, but I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm leaving, but I will be back. I think. Maybe. All right. <laughs> okay. So while I think Layla and Maya, I think they're thinking, I have a question for you, Amira. You went to two different types of schools this year. You went to a co-op first, um, and then you went to school. Can you kind of share with everybody who's listening in what the differences were between the two? Okay, so the difference between, to me, the difference between a co-op and a traditional school is that when you're in a co-op, you, you can pick what classes and what days you want to go for the days that are available. But in school, you're going every day. And most of the time you don't have a choice of what classes you take. And um, 
you have homework that you have to do. Because if you don't, you're going to have a bad grade. And that's another thing. Grades. You kind of have to keep up with them. Whereas with homeschool, you don't. Because you're like going at your own pace. And so you know how to do stuff, I guess I'll say. But when you're in traditional school, you you have like a timeline. You don't, you don't, you don't have a lot of time to keep and hold and re- remember information. That's a good explanation. Thanks so much for sharing. And I think, you know, just thinking about the two different types of school, when you're um, doing a co-op and you're homeschooling, even though you may not have those traditional grades, your parents are keeping count and keeping a tally and a record of what you're doing. It's just not as formal. So they may not be attaching a letter grade to it, but they're still grading you. They're grading your work to make sure that you're um, able to master that information, but they just aren't assigning a grade or, um, you know, making it as formal as school. Yes, I agree. My grades are incentives like C-A-N-D-Y and things like that. <laughs> as much as I hate giving it to them, it gets results. She loves giving us to, giving it to us, right? <laughs> this girl. Um, I have like a little bit of something to add Please to like the me. grades thing. I feel like with homeschool, you're you're since like you're not getting letter grades all the time when you go to get your like evaluation thingy it's more of a test like it's showing you not necessarily oh you did bad in this you need to start doing better but it's showing you like areas where well no wait um like it's it's more of like a i want to say accurate but i kind of more accurate like judge of your learning ability than just letter grades because you would get a bad grade in something and still be really good at it because in normal school like I've gotten like bad grades on assignments that I haven't like like necessarily failed at um and like in normal school the grades are telling you you did bad in this but they're not telling you necessarily how how you can improve know what i think that's something that they should start putting on grades and like how or like maybe giving you suggestions on how you can improve because they just tell you oh you did really bad and then that's it they don't give you they don't they don't even say oh you 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 did okay but you could have done better they just say you did bad and then that's it yeah they're just like oh you got a d okay like they don't tell you oh you could you could have like for certain writing assignments that I've done, I've gotten bad grades like for kind of like not necessarily important in quotes stuff. Like it's not really all that um like I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. So I wanted to just chime in to say for for you, your teacher does provide additional um information with your grades. So if there is an area that you need specific improvement on, that's the opportunity for you to self-evaluate and take the initiative to ask for help in a certain area. So for instance, if you if you did a writing assignment and let's say you got uh, marked for grammar issues, then you could go to your teacher and say, hi, you know, I noticed that I have made these mistakes on in grammar, it seems like this is an area that I need to improve in. Can you give me some tips or some extra credit work or some extra work so that I can learn these concepts so that I don't make the same mistake? So this is really the time where your initiative comes in for you to speak up for yourself and advocate for yourself. So. When you're younger, yes, the teacher is going through on each paper and putting, you know, this child needs to work on this particular area. But as you get older, it's you that's supposed to reach out for that information. 
So that's, that's kind of, it goes with the age. And so now that you are, you know, in middle school right now, um, you have to start speaking up for yourself. In high school, you're gonna have to speak up for yourself. And so that's really setting the stage for you to take that initiative and self-evaluate and see where you need improvement. Yeah, perfect point. Because I was thinking that they're trying to pull away and create some distance in some respects. And then also, I think that depending on where you are, um, it very well could be that they just don't care and they're just pushing the kids through. And, you know, although it does matter, it doesn't really matter to them because the point is it's a numbers game. We need X amount to be graduating. We need X amount to be hitting these marks on these standardized tests. There's a whole lot of bureaucracy wrapped up in y'all little minds educating your little minds. And it's unfortunate that it's not as humanely centered as it should be. This is like one huge experiment. I mean, this kind of education hasn't, it hasn't been that long. It's fairly young in the scope of history and time. So with that being said, does anyone want to throw in any final thoughts on their school year or their summer plans? Uh, um, I have promotion on June 17th and I'm excited. That's what I mean. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Because I'm going to be an athlete, so yeah. I'm ready to be at high school. She's so excited, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> the freedom I'm the freedom I'm about to have. Oh. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Layla, Maya, any last words you want to share? Um I I I I just want to be homeschooled again. This is, this is I mean, um, I think the school year was interesting. Like I learned a lot of things. Ideally, I would, you know, still be homeschooled because if my parents forget to teach me, I can do whatever I want. I love freedom, but like, I feel like the structure helped overall. So that's neat. And I think that's a very mature statement that the structure helped. Yeah, I I, I agree with Maya because like if we were homeschooled but it had more structure, I would love it so much. So you need right. you need a parent that was fully dedicated to homeschool only. <laughs> I think that's what I'm hearing. I'm about to say, so wait a minute, she's saying more structure. So she yes. would prefer a, a hard set schedule and mandates and things i'm saying mandates but i guess that's just like hard and fast deadlines slash due dates for with things. a syllabus they wanted more of a traditional yeah. approach I, oh so y'all want mom and dad to like go out and get curriculum and <laughs> wow okay i'm not mad at it before like we tried to have some sort of structure but it didn't really work out because like we didn't start off with the structure, so we were used to not having structure. And so it was hard to like start trying to get into that. So it just kind of fell apart every single time. But now that we've been in school, I think it would be easier to have a sort of a structure when doing homeschool if we were to go back to homeschool, because we've been in a structured situation, like we've been in a, a place with structure. So now we know- you know, Like a reference like, point? We're oh. used to it now. Okay. Yeah. Um. I feel like, you know, yeah, the structure thing is true. I I feel like being around other people made me hold myself accountable because I am not going, I do not want people to know that I got like an F on no assignment, like. <clears throat> so the competition you know helped you. I, I guess, apparently I'm very competitive because it was like, oh yeah, I'm going to 
try and get good grades that I can become valedictorian or something. I don't know. The first, like, the first quarter, I was kind of just doing it because I could and I was having fun. But by, like, the third quarter, I was all, okay. Um, I wasn't really interested in the material. I don't know. I guess I was doing it for the grade, that mindset shift. <laughs> so then you started doing it for the grade. All right. Amira, wow. go ahead and chime in. I just want to say that um, I've only had one bad grade, which was a C in Spanish. And I still have that C in Spanish, but I'm trying to fix it. We were supposed to have a Spanish class, and I had I had gotten all my stuff, but I'm so we, we didn't. We don't. I'm so glad, I'm so glad too because I was failing at the Spanish class that I was in before, and you know, uh, I, I'm not trying again. <laughs> so neat. Spanish, it's not that hard, but at the same time, it is hard. But it's not. Yeah, we need more practice. Well, I think the library is still doing free mango languages. Um, Check that out. And then they also have Rosetta Stone. So oh. we can um, connect about that yeah. <laughs> offline. Duolingo is free. I've tried and, um, Duolingo. I mean, it's a little something to, you know, help. I don't know that I really found Duolingo to be super helpful. I, I think it's not. added practice. Yeah, I think it's right. added practice yeah. when you. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's reinforcement and I think reinforcement is important. Um, is it going to make you fluent? No, no. Yeah. but if you're already taking the class, if you're already engaging with Spanish speakers and then you're doing Duolingo for added practice, that's right. just going to help you. And so it's, it's definitely synonymous with worksheets, Yeah, <laughs> but I, it's fun, as but practice. Duolingo is fun. Yeah. So yeah. some people may be like, well, worksheets aren't that fun. Well, Duolingo is fun. No, Duolingo isn't really fun to me, but that just might no. be me. It, no, it's not you. It's all of us. I feel like I feel like Duolingo and uh, Mango, Mango languages. They only work if you like have self discipline. And I'm sorry, but that's something I lack. I can't. I'm not going to bring myself to do no Duolingo every day. Like, sorry. I think this summer, just hearing you guys talk about it, it is telling me we need to incorporate some please, foreign language no. <laughs> into our summer. <laughs> No, please. It'll be fun, y'all. You just It'll said you structure. Okay, <laughs> it's my summer break. I deserve, I deserve a um a break, basically. That that part but heavy on the break. So uh -huh. here's here's the thing. Foreign languages are a skill that you can market when you get older, and you can utilize. So just like we're doing stuff every day like so my kids they're really into art and they practice they look up videos they really practice that thing and so you kind of need to do that same sort of concept when it comes to foreign languages so that's what i'm going to try to incorporate well i'm going to tell you mama p in sankofa is on top of it with the spanish she makes it big fun I it really like, is man, fun. I wish I miss her. I, I miss her a lot. <laughs> She's great. I don't know. I'm gonna keep you posted and see what they're doing this summer. I do believe that excuse me. I do believe that they are attempting to do some um classes this summer. And Mama P might be on there. She's man, she's great. She's got an excellent system that really works. It's, she gives you flashcards and you no can make them yourself. They're color coded though. This yeah. is the thing that makes it cool. The flashcards are color coded according to their um, function and part of speech and whatnot. And then you can take those and put them together to formulate your sentences and everything. Go ahead, baby. It's called, it's called a sentence. I, 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 don't know, I don't know what, it, I forgot what it's called. But it's like sentence maker, sentence maker. She's referring to um, the instruction and the instructor had them line up empty index cards in a specific color order so that they would know how to formulate their sentences with their own, um, you know, verbs and nouns and things of choosing. 
So when they put it together, it would actually be a syntactically correct Spanish sentence. So that being said, Sankofa is virtual now. So y'all look up my people. The Sankofa Homeschool Co-op, I believe is what it's called. I'll find it out and we'll get it in the show notes for you. And they'd love to have you. The African-Centered Homeschool Group and their classes are amazing. That's that art class that Amira was referencing. It was um, comedic art. Oh, she's showing her key ring with some of her Spanish flashcards. So yes, they offer, and it, since we're talking about languages, They've got um, Aramaic and they also had um, French and Yoruba and um, what else? I wanna say there were five languages, but they were doing a lot. And then they had some art classes. They had um, a comic book writing, drawing thing. Man, there's a lot going on there. World geography for the littles. It's so much fun. They had Mandarin ones. I don't know if they still have it, but they had Mandarin. Right. I remember. So, yeah, this summer. I was in that and I learned Woman Anik, which I forget what that means. <laughs> I think it means we all love you. I think. Okay. Somebody tell me if I'm right. Okay. So, yes. Summertime looks like it's going to be the time for a little extracurricular building of something that will help you out on the back end as you all continue your journeys through the adolescent schooling. Yes. So it it was great to hear their perspectives because I think you know, it's been a while since we've heard from our kids about, um, you know, school and their opinions. And so I think it's always great to kind of um, connect with your children to see where they are. And I learned something new as a parent and just having this conversation, I definitely have some thoughts on some you know, not a lot of academics over the summer, but just a few things that we can incorporate Um, because I do believe repetition is important because we've talked about the summer drain in the past. And even if you're not doing a whole lot of stuff, if you do a little bit here and there with creative things as a family, I think that can really help make sure that your kids are on par and um, don't lose the lessons and information that they learned during the school year. Are you going to be doing any supplemental workbooks or anything to keep your kids on track? Honestly, I sure am because we're, you know, I don't know. I just feel like every day is a chance to learn something. I do my best to keep it light and fun, you know, so that it's not, it doesn't feel like, uh, Although some stuff I can't, although sometimes I can't take the uh out of it, but, um, you know, I just plan on continuing certain things, make sure that we stay, um, I don't know, cognizant of the, is the word I want to use, but just, you know, making sure we're not letting thing information fly out the ears. Because I have one child where information just flies out the ears. Mm-hmm. Is that information me? I'm not telling. I want to know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we plan on doing some things. Yeah. All right. That sounds fun. I know I want to do some field trips because that's mm-hmm. my favorite part. <laughs> but I also want to, um, I'm going to look at what the library is offering. We're definitely going to read some books. So far, um, for them, this is their first week of summer break. And we watched a few um, movies and shows together. And so I know I don't want it to be just 
show after show, we have to do some other things that are fun. I would like to get out in the garden and plant some things. Um, so we'll have to touch bases with you to see what you. we can plant now. I have some field trips for you. Who wants to come to the farm? And no, you may not do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, volunteer, we need some assistance. Sweet potatoes are going down this weekend. Boom, boom. Sorry. I water. I water. Okay. Okay. Nice. So we, we, we definitely want to help out um, in that arena because um we need to we need to get out um fresh air is good for the mom body and soul and so we will definitely touch bases with you about that so everybody thanks so much for tuning in remember to follow us you can follow Amer um Miriam, you can follow Miriam at AA Miriam. I always, whenever I say that, I always think of Amira. Um, but you can follow her at AA Miriam. If you go to Cleverly Changing Podcast on Instagram, you can see each link to our pages. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Cleverly Changing Podcast. So definitely tell your friends to follow. We're going to try to do something new, try to incorporate some more reels, try to incorporate some lessons, because I know that we've been heavy on sharing resources, heavy on sharing different authors who are um, people of color, but we also want to show you new ways to teach things, things that have worked for us. So we're going to try to kind of broaden things just a little bit. And if there's something that you think we should be doing for the podcast for our listeners send us a note send us a message in our show notes page you can leave us a voicemail so definitely utilize that leave us a message let us know what you're thinking let us know if you're enjoying this podcast cleverlychanging.com and click on the shop tab to place your order.